All right, it's Monday night, live here from Space Coast Podcast Studios. With me, as always, Mayor Paul Alfrey. How are you, Mayor? Happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday. I'm doing great. How are you? How are you doing, Jesse? Awesome, awesome. It's a lovely day. We have a great guest and an awesome topic. So. Let's dive right in. Man, I'll tell you what, I got lucky on this guest because uh, we're going to put him in the hot seat. Uh, actually, oh, okay. we're not. Well, we are. He's great. I mean, we. Yeah. he's actually uh, Greg Donovan, uh, our executive director for the Melbourne Orlando International Airport. And I'll tell you what, uh, an amazing man. Um, he is He is really making it happen at our airport. And actually, he's going to throw uh, out some stats and stuff tonight to kind of talk about the airport. And you're going to be very amazed. And um, I sit on the uh, airport authority board, and I'll tell you, um, I, I was even amazed coming on to see some of the things because I grew up here and knowing that our, our little airport is actually you know the largest uh, employer in Bavard County and, and with the economic impact development of about 2.8 billion and that's with a B wow. billion dollars a year uh, all the uh, all the companies the spinoffs I mean our airport is making it happen and again lucky to have uh, Greg Donovan here with us tonight. Hey, thanks, Mayor. It's really nice to be here. I really appreciate inviting me. Uh, out, outstanding. So uh, let's rock and roll, shall we? Oh, absolutely. So we've already learned a lot about the economic impact of the the uh, airport. Uh, lots going on. You can see a lot of dust going on right now. Why don't we start with that? I think that's you know something that people can uh, commonly you know see from from the street. Oh, absolutely. Now, one of the best things about being the executive director of the airport is to mm-hmm. be able to talk about what resources the community has right. that doesn't come out of the main tax stream. So everything with the airport, yes, we're a governmental entity. We're an airport authority that was established back in the 60s. We're a branch of city government. That's why we have our mayor and two other city council members on our seven-member board. But the best part about this is is the fact that uh, everything the airport creates, the Mm -hmm. jobs, there's about 20,000 people work every day on campus. Now, they don't all work for the airport authority. They work for all the businesses that we attract here. And these companies don't come. Embraer doesn't come unless there's a certain runway uh, ability, a certain air side of it. So it really is a lot of great information about what our community, where it's going, uh, and the economic impact. You know, everybody says, well, $2.8 billion. That's, wow, that seems seems like a high number. What does that really mean to me? Mm -hmm. So you're not paying property taxes. You're not paying ad valorem taxes. You're not paying sales taxes. But you reap the benefits of about one dollar out of every 20 that's generated in our county is generated from our airport so it really is an economic driver yeah no kidding and everybody knows somebody that works at the airport northrop grumman or uh, l3 harris or rockwell and just fabulous companies that are there but i think tonight i think we want to talk a lot about the the commercial Mm. element of it Mm -hmm. which there's so much to talk about with the airport you could almost do uh, four or five chapters of this and we may have to you know (laughs) episode uh you know a dash three you know whatever it is you know we'll we'll just build a whole series of it Uh, and 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 listen if there's that much to talk about you know that that's that's more than exciting hey and and yeah we'll start because there is a lot of information but we'll start real quick as you know our our show's named uh i call it the british is coming Mm -hmm. and you know we hear a lot about tui coming in and the airlines and you know a lot of people don't know about tui except their colorful planes and and i know you've been over there um we had uh dinner with with the executives uh from from that area and even the board meeting the special board meeting that you had for us it was very uh, it was it was enlightening to see um the the 
the amount of resources that TUI has from the planes, from the ships, from the hotels. Uh, can you go a little bit on that? Sure. Well, so TUI, T-U-I, uh, is uh, one of the largest tour companies in the world, in fact. And in the UK specifically, the division that we're working with, uh, they are by far the leader of tourism from the UK. So we've been working with them and looking at this for about seven years. Mm. Uh, and really it's about niche flying. Uh, they want a great experience to be able to come in, hit the ground running, and of course Universal and Disney and all the uh, attractions are gonna be a, a, a big part of that. Sure. But it's surprisingly, most of the visitors will come and actually rent cars. Uh, they select their own itinerary. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, after so many days of uh, an attraction, you want to break it up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So there's going to be things like the beach time. There's going to be uh, uh, when we're launching rockets almost once a week now. Every day now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much every day. It's, it's, just, it's, yeah. a, it's an amazing opportunity for yeah. them to really get out and enjoy genuine Florida. Mm -hmm. Because you don't get that in all parts of Florida. And, and, and logistically and just strategically where we're placed, uh, especially now that we have direct access to I-95, mm -hmm. uh, we're within, uh, you know, really short distances, some really great amenities uh, for people to get around. So TUI itself is just really a, a, a great company, mm -hmm. and, and they're going to start flying in, in two weeks from tomorrow. Ooh, two weeks. Uh, it's it's coming quick. It's coming really, That's really super quick. quick. Are we are we ready? Is the airport ready? We're we're working as hard as we can, yeah. literally around the clock. Uh, sure. There's days we have, uh, and I'll, I'll get into our construction that we're we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's it really is amazing to see the type of equipment that Tui's going to be flying in. It's a Boeing 787s. Uh, they have about 350 to 375 passengers. Uh, transatlantic, transatlantic yeah. from nine different locations in the UK. Mm. This is historic, Mayor. This is no. the very first yes, time is. that our airport has had scheduled uh, transatlantic service. And we anticipate about 130,000 visitors this year alone. So the season's going to run all the way to probably late November or so. Sure. And there's just a real backup demand that with COVID that's taken place. People want to get out. They want to travel. And Florida's a great value right. for the UK people. You know, it's interesting. During the board meeting, they talked about the 135,000. And then next year, they're wanting to look at about 175,000. Then the year after that, about maybe 200,000. So, you know, as people, we hopefully get out of COVID, knock on wood, uh, and we close the COVID theater, we can, uh, you know, start getting back to, to, to what we do best and, and, and that's to live our life. Um, real quick, I want to give a shout out. Uh, we have quite a few listeners and watchers, but one Marie Edge says, woohoo, we will be flying into Melbourne from the UK next month. So we even got people from the UK watching. I love it. I yeah. love it. And what a great opportunity for us to show our community. I mean, everything we love about Melbourne, everything we love about Central Florida, mm -hmm. this is our chance to share that and to show exceptional hospitality. Because, hey, we all travel, right? Even yeah. domestically, you can see sometimes where you get into a routine. There's nothing distinguishable about going through some of these places. You know, you mm -hmm. get yelled at to turn turn right, turn <laughs> left, to go down these stairs, you know, and the search process and all that stuff, it, it gets a little monotonous. We have a chance, just because of our size and our focus on customer service, really to treat these guests with just incredible care mm. and really let them have fun. Going to the airport shouldn't be stressful. It really shouldn't. And we have that ability to do it. You know, I, I, and I'm going to add something, and I really want to commend you, uh, uh, Greg, that 
with this airport expansion, first off, when they're coming off the air, uh, the plane, um, the Space Coast theme. I mean, we we are the Space Coast. We're not Orlando, but we have a, a theme. We, you know, we're dolphins, we're manatees, we're you know, we're we're the beaches. And and just seeing the expansion now, when when we were doing the walkthrough, um, it's just absolutely amazing. And we'll throw some pictures up here shortly, but um, the fact that with your leadership you know you were saying the local the we're going to have local breweries there for our beer and and uh, um, the murals coming off we got local artists doing murals so the transformation to is one thing and that's a that's a big impact but just the transformation of this airport is just you know i'm at all when you know being in the construction industry seeing all the work being done and what total what we're about 70 million 70 72 million 70, 72, oh, 72 million, million yeah. yeah and that's just for the terminal that we've started you know we really started design with that uh about two years ago mm-hmm. incredibly complex undertaking under uh you know the height of covid a lot of people weren't working traditionally face to face right and that i don't care what anybody says that unless you have that face-to-face interaction you're not getting the full quality of of, of especially when you're designing something and then getting into the building stage so it, it really took a lot of work for us to get to that point but that being said though keep in mind that our little airport in the past seven years now we put a hundred million into the airfield wow. so we rebuilt all three of our runways no tax dollars wow. no tax dollars at nope. all mostly grants from the faa that we right. were very competitive with uh, I really have to thank FDOT. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have done an amazing, amazing uh, job. In fact, uh, Secretary Tebow has been a really good friend of our community just to be able to help us get these grants. And then it's airport-generated revenue that goes into it. But if you put it all together, we couldn't facilitate uh, 787 wide-body airplanes, transatlantic uh, aircraft, uh, without the right runway without the right tower and air traffic control facilities, which we rebuilt that as well. And now the terminal building's the, 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 really the last link. And mm-hmm. really, the, it, it's it's interesting to me that that's the same terminal. I went to FIT. I graduated FIT in, in 1991. It hasn't changed since 1987. It's been the same terminal. Right. And we've gotten good use out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we sure. maintain it. It's not dirty or anything like that, but it's just, it's old. And we want to have that first impression. Well, one thing, I, and... Being old, you see now before, you know, when you'd have Delta or someone in there, everything was plastic and, and that was their assigned, um, you know, their, their signed terminal. Now everything's digital. Yeah. And you were saying yeah. that, you know, you hit a button and you can go from Allegiant to, to you know, 2E with a button and the, even the computers will 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 uh, work for them so uh, i i hope and that will attract more uh flights and and i know one of the questions that we had earlier was someone had asked hey what about more flights out of uh out of melbourne um uh, can you go into that and what we're doing absolutely and and it all goes back to having the right facilities so having the right facilities in place actually moved the needle and we have a new carrier allegiant that started uh uh, recently in, in November, uh, flying to Pittsburgh, flying to Nashville, and flying to just outside of uh, Charlotte, an uh, area called Concord. And a lot of people will say, well, wait a minute, that's I want to go from here to someplace else. Uh, why aren't we doing that? It's really about bringing people here. TUI's doing the same thing. You're really bringing tourism uh, here. And it starts with when we want to find a new carrier, we have to demonstrate that markets are viable. 
I mean, let's even look right now what's going on with oil. I mean, it's $130 a barrel or something like that. It's a huge financial risk for any of these companies to fly and not see the the ridership that's there. So the best thing we can do, and I... Doing what we what we can do is to have the right facilities. That's that's within our span of control, right? Mm-hmm. Then we market it. You know, I, I can't even tell you, Ed Mayor, how many times I've been at meetings, and somebody will stand up and have questions and say, "Hey, have you called Southwest Airlines?" Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> who it, did yeah. you know? Who? <laughs> we, who? Who is that? We engage every airline that we yeah. possibly can, and we just have to demonstrate it to them that the viability of flying around. So, how can we do that? At what beyond our direct span of control? Well, you actually use it. And the best opportunity we have right now for domestic travel is Allegiant. They're just mm-hmm. starting. They're just understanding the market. Sure. If you want to go and have a fun time from here, go up to Nashville for 39 or $49. Uh, go up on a Thursday, come back on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't beat that. And that will lead into better things. If we can show that, they will expand routes dramatically. This airline does well. Other airlines become very competitive. And the next thing you know, we've got eight or nine domestic airlines. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, we wanted to focus on, we knew that niche of flying uh, internationally. Mm -hmm. We have a beautiful, uh, what's called a federal inspection station. Uh, It's a a state-of-the-art facility. Uh, much like the ticket counters that we talked about that has mm-hmm. flexibility, we can move people around. It's it's the latest automation, and Customs Border Protection have been outstanding here. We work mm-hmm. with them, the same crew that uh, crews that work up at the port as well, and we work on that synergy. So international is it just is one segment of what we're working on, but you have to have the tools, and the tools are runways, air traffic control, and a terminal. Yeah, and you, you see also it, the popularity of the airport will come, too, you know, with, with TUI flying. And that's really at least a flight a day. If you break down those numbers, it's one to two flights every day. Yes, sir. That's absolutely right. And and that's just the beginning. So mm-hmm. there's going to be times, that, uh, periodically, we have three on the ground at the same wow. time. And then next year, and this is all public, it came out just a mm-hmm. few weeks ago, uh, TUI owns a, uh, a cruise company as well. Marbella is the name of the company. And they have a series of boats that are very large cruise ships. They are going to base a cruise ship up at Port Canaveral as well. Brilliant. So yeah. next season, 2023, mm-hmm. they're going to add even more flights. So mm-hmm. we'll see on average three flights a day. Uh, when they get the cruise operation going, and they're bringing people in to take cruises for one week. And then, you know, the average stay of, of European uh, tourism is about nine days. Yeah. And yeah. Th- during that time, each individual is spending about $3,400 on, on uh, you know, hotels, restaurants, buying things. So it's a great boon to the whole area. And it's sure. not just international drive. It's not just the attractions. It's all of Central Florida that's going to be exposed to this. Yeah. You know, and, and my my uh, my goal as mayor too, and it's actually my responsibility is that we have you know good economic development, which creates jobs, good paying jobs, you That's know, right. uh, engineering jobs or or you know service jobs, and you know so this definitely does that. And you know, I I had a, had a couple of people say, well, they're coming here, and there's no way for us to fly over there, maybe to start, but things always change as they as you start getting them in. And I'm sure, like you said, when they when the British come and and uh, and it's not just British because when we had our meeting was Ireland, uh, Scotland, Brussels, Brussels, uh, so Germany, yeah. Germany, and it was it was all those different uh, different people coming and it, it was like 
amazing. I was just like shocked at all, and they broke it all down to one third will go here, one third will do this, and their spending habits. So Tui definitely has the uh, market on that. They know what's going on. I'm looking here alone. Tui's got it says 130 air, 130 airplanes. Yeah, oh, that's wow. that's absolutely right. And they actually have five what we call AOCs, uh, air operating certificates. Mm-hmm. So they own five airlines, and the folks that are making the decisions to come here have that span and ability. Uh, for example, they own uh, uh, 50% of a, a major Canadian airline. Uh, so I think it's going to open up a lot of doors. And the whole, we've had a lot of questions about how come we can't fly on them over to Europe. And it really comes down to they fly in the high 90s in terms of their load factor. And they don't want to leave uh, people that are on tour over here. They come over, spend a week or two, and they're flying back. If something happens and they are left behind, the the cost of that is enormous. Yeah. So they really don't have a lot of capacity when you're bringing people over, mm-hmm. taking them around, and coming back. It's not it's not your traditional flying in the way we think of it. But that being said, though, with demand, much like everything else, we demonstrate that there is a demand. I think it will open up some doors, and we could easily see other parts of Europe. And then some of those actually are, would do scheduled walk-up. You can buy your ticket coming and going. Wow, yeah, that's be, impressive. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, and you look at places like Fort Myers too. is a, is mm-hmm. a perfect example. They're about fifteen, twenty years ahead of us in some ways. You have people that come over and enjoy things so much and see how beautiful this area is and what the fantastic people and how strong of a community it is. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, they're investing. They're buying yep. property. Uh, yep. They're using this as a place that they can get away to on a more frequent basis mm-hmm. and really expands to that. And it's not junk travelers. You know, it's not people that are spending uh, the, the minimum amount. These mm-hmm. folks are, are really interested in having a good time. Right. And it, it spreads all the way out. The folks out at Camp Holly are going to notice a lot of bridge people coming yeah. over yeah. and going on the airboat Yeah, rides. can they get airboat rides yeah. there? Yeah. I mean, you get yeah. airboat rides. Right. and. and you know, so yeah, the 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 economic development and and the jobs, the creation, and you know, our bartenders, our waitresses, our waiters, and you know, they're they're going to be able to uh, you know make an impression and 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 really benefit from this. So this is an That's outstanding right. opportunity for this community because it could have gone somewhere else. Easily, it could have gone somewhere else. Uh, they they operated for a period of time out of Sanford, and it's a it was a much smaller operation than what this entails. Mm. But they could have gone anywhere, and they recognized the. Value value. I, I've got to give it to the folks at TUI, quite honestly, because instead of flying on top of another airline and just being lost in the shuffle, they're looking for something new. Mm. And for the traveler that's coming over, for the folks that are listening to this podcast that are coming over to visit us, sure. we want to make that distinction that you're not you know, standing in line for three hours and you're not bored to tears with things. And it's not the same shops that you can see uh, on high streets in, in right. London. You know, it's it's very authentic here. You mm-hmm. mentioned about the, the brew pubs. Uh, we've got some incredible amenities that are coming online mm-hmm. that feature all local uh Grimaldi's, uh, the the potato chips that are in the mm-hmm. yep. in the chocolate, right? Things like yep. that out of the Helen gift Blazes, shop. Helen yeah. Blazes, yeah, in their coastal yep. brewery. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. yeah, they'll have they'll they'll be able to come off and 
and taste our beer and and right. what what our space coast puts out so to me that's very special yeah. uh even our coffees and and etc so this is this is really a game changer and if you would look at tui and all the places they fly i mean they you can look at their website and they have packages but for them to be able to add the space coast because I, again i don't know where anywhere in the world you can watch a rocket uh, go off and you know we all get excited when one goes off we run outside we missed it but imagine <laughs> seeing that for the first time that's right you know and then seeing it again and again before you leave to, to me that's monumental that's really that's a game changer and it is it is and so the cities they're going to fly to uh, to kind of go through i'm a real facts and statistics kind of guy right so sure. i gotta gotta rattle this off is london by far is the biggest city mm. uh, they're flying out of gatwick but manchester uh, newcastle glasgow scotland Doncaster, England, Bristol, England, and Birmingham, uh, England. And there's there's even some discussion about uh, some other uh, places like Edinburgh, Scotland as well. So when you see the mixture of people that are going to be coming over here Mm -hmm. and and just really experiencing this, some have been here before. You know, it depends on the age of your kids, right? But the the model that we have of the typical traveler Mm -hmm. is a family of four, a family of five with small kids. And this has been the family vacation. You know, I, I can almost envision having, you know, a cutout of mm-hmm. something up on the refrigerator and, and with a countdown of you know, 300 days to, to come to Florida. And so what a great opportunity for all of, of us to have. And, you know, for people that are listening that live here, right. I would ask if there's one thing you could do for the airport is show hospitality, show mm-hmm. friendship that, uh, you know, that really when you're an international traveler, those first impressions, not only when you just get off the airport, but you're in downtown Melbourne shopping and you're finding some of these really unique shops and so forth. Sure. You know, folks that are, are that live here, be yourselves and just reach out. This is this is what makes this area great. Hmm. And the airport is always reflective of the communities. We call it the front door. Right. It's also the, the back door in, in leaving in the sense hmm. that that's the last impression you have as well. So we really want to move up our game quite a bit. It's been a long road to get there, but I, I think it's going to work extremely well, and I think people will be very happy. Not only that, there's got to be a lot of uh, you know, little, little spinoffs of ways to uh, go ahead and, and not just capitalize, but also be part of that that answer as, as far as sta- you know, as far as uh, things for people to do. Right. Yeah. There's there's a lot of things that are that we kind of get into our routines. Things right. we love. Uh, I went to a speakeasy over the weekend over in uh, O'Galley. Mm. What a cool thing to do. And yeah. I, I'm sure you can do that in other cities, but it doesn't have the flavor that O'Galley and the Arts District oh, has. Oh, sure. right. Uh, we, we have really strong supporters, uh, uh, folks that uh, own a pizza place over mm. there. In fact, FM Pizza of it. Yep. And, you know, they're in a, a historic building with mm-hmm. a, a incredibly different food. That's the kind of stuff that people really, really like. You, right. you don't want to go to a manufactured franchise uh, type of experience. You want to have authentic flavor, fresh seafood. Those things are so important right. to our travelers. So I think it's really going to work well. Hmm. And going back to where we really focused on Tui, if you would have gone back in time and, and we would have said, hey, we're going to get uh, a couple of flights a week on British Airways to London, the community would be ecstatic. Mm. Little Melbourne's getting that. The, the first things that were said to me when I started, you can't land airplanes that big. Mm. Uh, the runways aren't long enough. Now, that, they definitely are, and, and we actually have a maintenance uh, facility, STS, that every time you drive by the airport, 
whole another batch of airplanes, including wide bodies. So we, mm-hmm. we we're doing fine on the airfield, but when you you think about when we focused on we could go get one airline to fly a couple times a week, and that would be a win. Or we could really focus on a turnkey service with one very large company that is going to move in and really have the lion's share of ticket counter space and gate space. And, Mayor, you mentioned earlier we call it common use facilities. On days that TUI's not flying or uh, if it's if they're not here, they get in in the early afternoon typically. Uh, let's say it's morning. We can put a Delta flight on that gate and, those, uh, and the, the folks that are running the ticket counters they can just type in uh, their, their password and the Delta logo pops up and mm-hmm. they can do everything they can uh, normally do at, a, at mm-hmm. a, a gate space and then it turns around to TUI. So it's given us a lot of flexibility. Well, there was a there was a comment made here, and I, I kind of have to chuckle from a, a Maria Edge. It has to be quicker through immigration than MCO. Yeah, I... You know, I'm, uh, so I'm going to do my best. I promised myself. I think I promised you. That Good, that's I, I was, actually yeah, brilliant. I love yeah, that. That's yeah. awesome. I I, uh, I promised I would not, uh, you know, say bad things about our, our uh, peers in the industry. There is a competitiveness uh, of, of airports, no, no question about it. But, yeah, the wait time is going to be significantly lower, and we're doing that with newer technology. Yeah. We're also, to give you an idea, we'll have 10 lanes starting out. Uh, of of customs agents uh, facilitating uh, arrivals. Mm-hmm. You actually collect your bags before you go through customs, which is a time saver, and then you're right out the door. We have a brand new uh, welcome center, it's called, and it's where the rental cars and the people that are going on buses to different locations right. are all staged. And so I think the time coming through is going to be noticeably different. And then going back outbound, when you're going through the checkpoint, the best equipment out there. In fact, I've been fighting for, speaking of other airports, fighting with LaGuardia. They keep trying to take our equipment. It's brand new equipment that the TSA is implementing, uh, a brand new checkpoint. For those of you that are familiar with our existing configuration, very old, very limited, uh, very small, we're going to have four lanes to start with, and then we'll go to five. And the technology is amazing. Uh, instead of TSA officers standing uh, you know, next to the equipment and looking at the screens, and everybody's going through wants to look at those screens, mm-hmm. and you know, they're grabbing people and pulling them to the side and right. wanting them and doing all these things. This is a, a much more refined process in which the, the screeners are actually in a room. You'll never even see them. So the number of people that are standing by the checkpoints itself mm-hmm. is different. And the CT technology that's mm-hmm. there, yeah, I mean, it's it's just amazing. Yeah, it's very, I, very good. I saw that when we went through the walkthrough and we throw some of the pictures up, if we could, on, on some of the uh, – um, construction yeah i was like wow this is like uh, this is almost like you know futuristic this is these are some of the pictures of and this would have been a couple weeks ago so we've uh you know they're working night and day and this is this is kind of the uh idea of the uh some of the construction massive this is massive construction and that's uh, if you could go through some of that and tell us what that is, Greg. Sure. So this is a walkway coming out of the FIS to the Welcome Center itself. And I can tell you it looks a lot different than what it looks like now, uh, in the, or in that picture. They've made good progress. Parts of this are not going to be completed uh, by the 22nd arrival. Uh, we're continuing to work to get everything up and running. Uh, really, the big 
hurdle for us is uh, around Easter. Easter is a huge holiday for, for Tui. This is uh, really one of the more dramatic pictures, and you get a sense of the, of the change. Instead of those low ceilings and low light environment, uh, this is, you, you, so you go through the checkpoint, and you come up either an escalator or an elevator or stairs, and you come into this, hold, what we call a holding room, and this is where the seating uh, before the gates are, and you'd look over on the left where the glass is, there's multiple gates along there. On the right uh, is a whole row of retail so we'll have gift shops we'll have duty free we'll have uh locals rest i think it's called local is, locals, is, I think yeah, so, yeah. Is, is the and it does feature just about everything we possibly can from local vendors so we're always excited to learn about the best new products um, but walking through you go through and it connects to the old terminal this is the old checkpoint uh, and what's being con- it's being converted into is actually a VIP lounge because there's enough people coming through uh, with this international operation. You'd say, well, wait a minute, is, is Melbourne a place I would necessarily go to a, you know, a, a sky club type of a thing? Not domestically, but internationally, you've got to be there about two, and, and a lot of times these families will be there three hours plus. you got to give them things to do. Mm-hmm. So that is great space that turns into uh, a lounge environment, a lot of things to do with the kid, for the kids, uh, big playground environment, things like that. Yeah, and I want to throw out, too, also a lot of the pictures, you know, it, we can't really show because there is security there is. involved, but I'll tell you right now, that is just a, a just a scratch of what's done. And I and again, I want to I want to commend you for the leadership, uh, the board. Um, the, our board has really um, done a great job for our airport. Uh, Chairman uh, Jack Rouse, he's been a he's been a tremendous, uh, I, honestly, I'm gonna say a mentor to me. And and you know, I'm busy on the on some of the mayor stuff and what's going on in the city. And and you and him are pretty much you know pulling your hair out on trying to get some of this construction stuff because i walk through and i go well being in construction myself there's no way this can get done right now and it's getting done and and just this just think of the small jobs we have concrete being poured here and steel and doors and imagine you know right now if you try to do something at your house and you're trying to get windows or you're trying to get doors or you're trying to get that stove and you can barely get anything right now and when you do the price is is, is really risen lately but to pull this off right now, I know it's very stressful, Greg, but um, I, I got to say, you're the right man for the job and, and your staff, Mark. I mean, I could go down the list and, and you can do that uh, for us, but uh, they've done a great job. Well, Mayor, I, that's exactly what I was going to say is it, 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 thank you for the compliments and, and certainly... It starts with the board uh, having an airport authority and being able to focus just on airport matters makes a huge, huge difference. And every all seven members that are on our airport authority are volunteers. Uh, they don't get paid. Uh, nope. It's uh, the three are elected officials with city council, but the rest are all industry representatives or chamber representative and, and things like that. So the the work that they put into that, all of you, you including, I can't thank you enough for what you do every day. Uh, it's it's nice to be the director that I get to go out and talk about it, but it wouldn't be possible without the leadership and the time that you put into it. But then also my staff. I've got staff that I brought in from uh, Boise. Uh, I have a guy that works for me that worked uh, at JetBlue. Uh, you know, I've got people that have really great experience coupled with people that have worked their whole careers here. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you the common denominator for them all is the fact that they have equity in the project. They love their airport. They work extremely hard when no one's looking, or mainly me when I'm mm-hmm. not looking, 
and they they really get the job done. And when you believe in something so strong, I always tell them, look, you're going to drive by this place 20 years from now, and your children or even your grandchildren, and you're going to look over there and point to it or say something. I was responsible for that. What a great uh, responsibility is really what it comes down to. But I can tell you our team is dedicated. Uh, they've got the buy-in to the product. And you don't get that all the time, and especially you know, very large airports and there's a lot of turnover and things mm-hmm. like that. We've got a really good team, and I think that's reflective of the success of this project. It's going to be aggravating at first. I mean, I, I have literally I have nightmares about the fact that we can't <laughs> get a computer chip for a baggage carousel. You know, the mm-hmm. whole baggage carousel will be installed, but this dang little uh, computer chip that's made, you know, someplace uh, is is short. No one can ha- find one. You know, around. Uh, you know, and just here, but around the world. So we got to work on things like that. It's going to take a little time to get a finely tuned. Mm-hmm. But man, oh man, I really hope people have a chance to come out and, and use it. We sponsored a uh, a chamber event where we fly up. You're, you're very familiar of going mm-hmm. up to Tallahassee. And, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why we get good grants is we're always up there telling them what's yep. going on here. But we'd go up for the day and come back. And so we had 50 chamber representatives um, that that different companies that came out and met in the morning jumped on a plane to go up to tallahassee and i was just talking to a few of them and i it just it this is indicative of the issue Hmm. somebody said you know i've lived in melbourne my whole life and i've driven by this place all the time i've never been inside here this is a big airport (laughs) (laughs) and i i just shake my head and think oh my gosh you know we we just we haven't hit that notch uh, or that niche because we we haven't found the right products or we haven't been able to bring in the right products and i think it's a cumulative process but if we can stop right now we have about 80 percent driving over to mco and it's a big big place that's right. one of the biggest top 10 airports in the united states got a lot of heavy metal flying through there a lot of frequency uh you know the the jet blues in the southwest of the world aren't interested in coming here because they don't want to cannibalize what they're already pulling from here right but i look at it differently i look at this way that hey this is our catchment area and if we offer the right uh products uh people should want to fly from their hometown airport Mm -hmm. and that's my job that's what we've been working at so i can assure you i do know the number to southwest actually it's in my cell phone here (laughs) we could really surprise them and call them (laughs) you're live live. yeah yeah (laughs) why aren't you here here? uh yeah no it's it but it is true and just takes persistence and it takes being able to prove things you know, you brought up a good point too, and even when you look at the city, uh, when you talk about going up to Tallahassee and 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 you and getting working on getting grants, um, I, I before I got elected uh, in the office, even uh, you know before coming to mayor, I wasn't really uh, too keen on how important that was, and and you know that you're competing with you know 67 other counties and other airports, and 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 for example, like just. We talk about the Indian River Lagoon. You know, we, we just the city of Melbourne since uh, you know the last couple of years, we've gotten oh, at least nearly two million dollars in grants. When other local cities just to the south of us and it's bigger than us, and I won't name names, they didn't get any money. And 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 it's not that they didn't try, but the fact that we're up there, you know, working them and saying this is what we need, and and they 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 understand Melbourne, they respect Melbourne. I mean, Melbourne is on the map, and right. and a lot of people, you know, they don't know we are really the only commercial airport. In well, the that's that's right, and you know, the you bring up a really really good point. 
grants just don't come out of yeah. uh, you know, hey, do you need need money type of a thing. Yeah. There's so much demand for uh, what I know is infrastructure. And again, we're not in the business of competing with schools or social programs or any of the things that uh, you know you you work as a mayor in a municipal environment. Which I got to say, you've got that that ability to get out there and talk about your community and sell people on their investment in the in the grants that they make decisions about. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect thing about being a really good mayor is, is doing those types of things. It's nothing against some of these other communities, but Tallahassee doesn't know if they don't know. Yeah. And then you start to build a rapport. We build rapports with whether it's a federal level or state level that they know when we say that we're going to uh, we're looking for funds for a project, we're going to do the project and mm-hmm. it's going to make them proud. And you know, the governor's been to, uh, to visit us a couple of times and I expect he'll be out here quite a bit more in the future mm-hmm. to look at his return on investment. And when the state puts money into a pro- program here and we can proudly say this is the result. We have another international gateway to the state. We have jobs that are being produced. You mentioned earlier about jobs. We had a job. We've actually had two job fairs now, mm-hmm. and the ground handling company. That so these are the folks that work uh, the ticket counters and then what we call below the wing um, in handling and turning the aircraft. They're hiring eighty positions alone for that one company. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And so the first job fair that we had, we had about a thousand applicants come out. Uh, we had uh, about 20 companies that were uh, interviewing, and a lot of jobs came from that. The second time was about 800, a little lower amount, but Menzies got their 80 employees out of those events. So that has direct impact. And, and a lot of people say, well, wait a minute, unemployment right now is 3%. Do we really need you know more jobs? It's about the quality of jobs, mm-hmm. right? These are better paying jobs than entry level. These are better right. paying jobs in many uh, circumstances than fluctuating, uh, you know, uh, fluctuating jobs that are, are seasonal versus something more reliable. And a lot of these companies, too, have got abilities to promote. So you get in with a company like that, you're able to move up. It makes a big difference. Well, and I, yeah. you know, this is my podcast, so I can say really what I want. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, you know, the fact that, hey, you know, jobs should start X amount of dollars. Really, a person should constantly work on bettering themselves and, gotcha. and look for better jobs. And, and you know, you know, my daughter uh, started a, a job at minimum wage, and she, you know, that's the minimum wage job. And, and fortunately, she says, I love to work, and I'm going to get better. And, I, and, you know, down the road, I'll get a better job. And so I, I think that, that again, tracks good, you know, good paying jobs. And, you know, and, and you say, for example, Menzies, why is that important to have those 80 employees? Because what, what is their job? That's right. It's it's an important job, and it, it opens the door. Menzies is all over the, the world, in fact, yeah. that there are people that uh, start here, move up and get uh, a supervisor job and so forth and move to different places. Very similar if uh, if you're familiar with uh, Eastern Florida State College's airframe and power plant program mm-hmm. uh, that's on our airport as well. Uh, it's about a two-year program straight out of high school. In fact, some of the O'Galley's got such a great aviation program yeah. that you can get credit before even getting my out. My daughter's of, in it. Is she? Yeah, I didn't know that. yeah, my daughter's in it. Yeah, my she, daughter's in it, and she loves it. And uh, you know, she wanted to go to you know MIT, and and she's checking Florida Tech out, and you know, and really, she's kind of she knows even though she's got that minimum wage job at sixteen. Now she's sixteen. She you know she knows when she graduates with those certificates at the at the school that she's gonna have she's gonna have employers waiting on her. The average salary uh, with an airframe power plant background is about fifty seven thousand yeah, dollars, and math. that's that's great. You yeah. think 
think about a 20-year-old, 21-year-old? That's well, not that's going out and getting a four-year degree and then right. no. paying triple that back to pay off your college loan. That is, that is really a, a great opportunity. And we're seeing a lot of that um, here. Uh, the companies that are here are hiring straight out of Eastern Florida State College's mm-hmm. program. So yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah, love CPT that. with the uh, the EDC. You know, that's that's you know twelve weeks. It's entry level. That's right. But we're doing a lot of you know different things. You know, building a lot of skill sets for a lot of local kids. And yeah, you you, you could bypass that four year degree or decide to maybe uh, take your s- skill and make a good salary while going to school because school's a lot more flexible as well. So make fifty seven while you're going to school, pay for your books up front. You know, and and then have have no. No carry, uh, uh, you know, loans to carry through the next 15, 30 years. That's, right. That's yeah. right. And real quick, Glenn, before we uh, wrap up, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll do, go a little bit of rapid fire. Um, why do you think, Greg, we're the best airport? <laughs> well, again, I go back to the fact that we have such a dedicated and talented staff that believe, mm-hmm. and they're going to go that extra mile, whether it's, uh, you know, we have hurricanes on occasion. They're all there. I don't even have to ask for volunteers. They all want to work hard through it. So I'm going to say, why do we have the best airport? Because we have the most dedicated and committed staff. Okay. And then uh, also I want to thank you and the staff for putting on some local uh, great air shows. Um, I know yes, when the indeed. air shows go, and we you know with last we you know the blue, the blue Angels, we yeah. got the Thunderbirds, and and uh, I think everybody's excited when they come in and you see it uh, across the skies, and you know our airport is is doing it. That's right, and what a great opportunity for the public to come out and get up close and personal, seeing the flying, seeing the static displays, uh, seeing the other sides of the airport, not just the terminal, and so we we think it's a great program. We've done now seven air shows in five years just under five years and we've gotten into now a routine that we're going to skip a year all right so we're we're not going to have an air show until 2023 it'll probably next year uh, next year yeah Yeah, it sounds like a long ways off and there's other airports around us that have air shows and we we're very conscious not to step on toes we don't want to you know fatigue everybody on air shows but to see the blue angels united states navy blue angels uh, as you know I, you recruited me from pensacola so i know the yeah, blue know. angels real well <laughs> yep. yes, it never do. gets old it's no. just it really is encouraging and it, it helps a lot with the understanding about the commitment of these pilots in aviation not just military pilots but yep. everywhere around and it's not just pilots too it's people on the ground that make it happen mm-hmm yeah, I, I, I will say uh, I'm very, very uh, honored to be on the uh, Airport Authority Board to serve as mayor because what makes this job so good and so fun uh, and so rewarding is is the people like yourself, the directors. If people, don't, if, if people don't know how the structure works, you know, really the city of Melbourne has two directors. We have a city manager, and then we have you, the airport uh, executive director. So you, you're, you, you're both basically running your own show. So that that's how it works and really we have uh you know you 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 knock it out of the park and and uh you know when a lot of people are looking for good airport directors you know we have a good one we don't have anything to worry about and you know and and unfortunately we have to tell him he can't go anywhere (laughs) yeah i'm here for a long time i got a big mortgage to pay off and uh, i want to work hard sir so as long as you'll have me i'm really happy with the structure too because it really comes down to again being able to focus on things if you have all these other matters there's a lot of airports that are city or county departments and so the way it's set up here with a uh, city manager and city department 
performance with department directors and then me uh, as executive director and then we have departments and it it really works well the charter works well uh, you know airport authorities are, are really performance wise the best airports in in the not only the state the country yeah so uh yeah that it's, it's been a great conversation uh, we've had a great turnout and you know we have people from overseas watching us and would you have any last uh comments for the people coming well i would say get excited uh yes. when you look out the window and you see our beautiful beaches by the way uh, our approach has been named the most scenic approach when you're established on uh, a final approach coming in mm-hmm. in not only the united states but we rank number four in the world so that's pretty darn cool and get excited that's very cool you look out the window see yeah. the great water have a great time experience authentic florida here it really is something take mm-hmm. time out of your schedule to just spend the day exploring and there's plenty of things to do at, at the theme parks and all those things it all comes together collectively and my goal is to make sure when they're getting on the plane they got a return on their investment much mm-hmm. like the governor gets on his yeah and i will say when when we have some uh followers and, and watchers from over at the uk you know we have a beautiful downtown melbourne we have a wonderful arts district in downtown O'Galley. Uh, melbourne is the best city on the space coast uh but you'll have the ability to visit places like melbourne beach coco beach uh you go up the port and and see the you know see the the cruise ships or whatever you do uh you're really going to like it here and you're going to understand why we're you know we we uh we love calling this place home absolutely so anything else jesse no as as always you know uh share us with you watch us and uh tune in for we'll come back next week oh yeah we're here every uh every week and and next week uh you know we'll we'll likely be discussing some lagoon stuff because i know the report card for the lagoon is coming out on the 10th and yes yes and you know i don't pull punches and and it may be you know we're gonna have to we we got a lot of work to do but you know what we're gonna get it done and thank you jesse uh jesse hall from space coast podcast for 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 running this show and and i want to again want to thank my special guest uh our airport executive direct uh director greg donovan i tell you again we want to thank you for your service to this and i know the board we all had our discussion a few meetings ago and we're really you've done an outstanding job and i again i want to personally thank you for for everything that you're doing because it's a privilege people are about to see the results of your hard work and your staff's hard work so thank you everybody and have a great night there you go